This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wilson wants it all. Deep ball. Metcalf got it. Touchdown, Seattle. On fourth down, they leave the offense out there and not only get the first down, they deliver a strike to DK Metcalf. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. We're presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G coming up at 20 minutes. Eric Eager, pro football focus on all things NFL and Joe, we got to look at another division here, the NFC West. <laughs> I'm chuckling because the Jaguars just released a statement. <laughs> About Urban Meyer? What did, he, what did they say? Availability is one of the many factors taken into account when making roster decisions. We have vaccinated and unvaccinated players on our roster, and no player was released because of their vaccination status. Okay. All Thank right, you, Herb. Jaguars. Thank you. Well, remember, they live in Florida. So I'm sure uh, that did not go over well locally. Of course it didn't. We, we, can't be, we can't be offending the fan base while we make cuts of the 53rd Whew. guy on the roster that no one knows about. Don't worry about what the NFL thinks, how we're going to get fined. Yeah, I, I just find that amusing. Herb, come on, man. You know what? I would love to be a fly on the wall of the PR person's office the morning after these things. Like, hey, when you get a minute, when you get in, we got to craft another statement here. Urban Meyer did something stupid again. Like this is probably once every three weeks, they're going to have to craft statements for, for Urban. What was the whole thing with the strength coach, right? He hired a strength coach and had some issues and they had to fire mm. that guy. I mean, it's like, yep. Tim Tebow, is, like he's bringing this on himself. Yeah. I mean, the Tebow thing in compared to the other things, is just tame. Like he's just an, a, a bad player. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not a big deal. These other things are, all right, let's look at the NFC West here, Joe. Yep. Uh, I think it's the best division of football. I think you agree with top to bottom. I mean, Everyone, I mean, the worst team is projected to win eight and a half games on the over-under. Eight and a half is the number for the, for the Arizona Cardinals. They're the worst team in this division coming off the last place finish. The Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, all at 10 or more wins for their over-under. Uh, and look at it. I mean, you have two teams here, 15-1, 14-1, to win the Super Bowl within the same division. It, this division is loaded here. Where do you want to start? Rams, Niners? What do you feel? This, this has to be a first time in NFL history, right? Uh, I know you have the added game, but you have three teams with double-digit win totals. It's yeah, amazing. And, and all four with a number over – well, I guess the I'm wrong on that because it's a 17-game season. But all four – if all four hit their overs, they're over 500. Yep, yep. That, that could be a first as well. Well, and here's how tight it is on the FanDuel Sportsbook division odds. San Francisco plus 190, L.A. Rams plus 200. I mean, we are literally talking about only a few cents. Uh, let's start with uh, – I start with San Francisco because I think they're the best team and they have the easiest schedule. Uh, they they have arguably the best play caller, but we can go back and forth between uh, the Niners and the Rams. Great for them, but the, the key is an easy schedule. Uh, they're going to be healthy. They miss so many guys, both sides of the ball. It wasn't just Jimmy G. 
it wasn't just Kittle half the season. It wasn't just Mostert half the season. It wasn't just Bosa for the majority of the season. He missed 13 games before 13 games. Sure made 11 games. It was brutal for them. You can lose a season. Kind of feels like uh, the Colts very early on uh, this year. But it just kept injury after injury after injury. Now they're healthy. Now they have the third overall pick as a QB. Is he going to play week one? Don't really know. We expect him to be worked in. But Shanahan can do anything. If Jimmy G's rolling, maybe he's just going to go with him the whole time. I don't think that's going to be the the short-term or long-term plan. But uh, I love this Niners team, and I don't have a lot of concerns about the change at defensive coordinator. Maybe we should be talking more about that because you lose Robert Sala uh, as a head coach. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, but, you know, everything's positive in training camp. The players love him. They love him for now. Uh, we'll see if it's a downgrade at all. Yeah, I mean, players loved D'Amico when he was a player. I mean, he, was, he was like one of those coaches on the field when he was a player. So this doesn't surprise me that he's made this – I mean, it's a pretty quick transition. He was, mm-hmm. I mean, he was racking up 100 tackles five or six years ago in the NFL, and now he's the defensive coordinator of a team we both think is going to be really good. You're right about the schedule. I mean, the first two games, Detroit and Philadelphia, both on the road, so it's not complete locks, but they should win both of those games. Yep. And they come home for Green Bay, home for Seattle, both you know challenging games at Arizona. But, I mean, there's, there's a, a pocket in the middle there. Home versus the Colts, at the Bears, home versus the Niners. They've got and the one thing, and I brought this up a few times over the course of our NFL talks over the summer. They play the AFC North. That is their cross, uh, the extra game, right? The AFC yeah. NFC extra game. Theirs is against the Bengals, and I believe the Rams have to take on the Ravens. And that's it. That's a big difference. Let me add, let me add to that a little bit too. Um, I know the assumption is, oh, it's the NFC West. It's stacked top to bottom. I'm not going to argue that. They're going to beat on each other all season. Well, the two divisions they're playing, the two worst in NFL, right? Mm -hmm. Would you say NFC North? I know the East is worse, but, I mean, if you take out that one Packers game, the rest of the NFC North isn't all that great and uh, the AFC South. Yeah, that it's going to inflate win totals for everybody, everyone. I mean, that, that yeah. it, it, I said this before last season, it didn't come to fruition. I guess the Cardinals, what did the Cardinals lose in the tiebreaker to the Bears to get in the playoffs? I said before I last season, it wouldn't surprise me if four NFC West teams made the playoffs. The Cardinals almost yeah. did it. It could I, happen this year. I can't make a case for an under. Can you? In this division, the what? If I did, it'd be the Seahawks. I do think I, the Seahawks could go sideways at some point. I, like they and the Steelers remind me of each other that it, it's it's kind of dumb. You know, it's not, it's not really smart business to be betting against Mike Tomlin or Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson or even Ben Roethlisberger. They always seem to be good, even when we worry about them. I do yeah. think the Seahawks could go a little sideways. I don't oh, think there's much depth on that team. Let's jump to them. Eight and three and one score games. What do you know? You got Russell Wilson under center. We know how the games end. Anytime you're getting more than a field goal, I would jump on it. A new offensive coordinator. Uh, defense much better in the second half of the year. But as you mentioned, Russ, let's see, double-digit win seasons, and that's it with a 16-game schedule. Eight of nine years. Eight of nine years. So it's hard to go under the 10. If I had to pick an under, uh, we'll get to them in a moment, I'd go to the Rams. But I don't want to pick it. I'm just saying if I was forced. Seahawks, I think they go over 10, honestly. What, what, where's your concern with Seattle? The depth on that? I don't think there's much depth. They feel very star-heavy to me. Like, right, it's, it's Wilson. 
It's the two wide receivers. I don't love their running game or their running backs. Uh, we'll see if the new coordinator makes it a better running game because he came from the McVay tree, and I think they'll, they'll run kind of like what the Rams have been running or the Packers have been running. That should help Russell Wilson with completion percentage and all that. But defensively, you know, Jamal Adams doesn't play every game. That, that, like He's a dynamic defensive player in the box. He's always kind of banged up. He just got paid again. I, I don't know. I just... I wouldn't be shocked if the if the Seahawks finished in last place. Wow! And the Cardinals okay. jump over them. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be bad. That's not crazy, but eight they and have, nine, like they, they could have be the third highest win total in the division. So that's yeah. not crazy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm more willing to uh, to back Seattle. I consider the Rams to be a more top heavy mm. uh, roster than I do Seattle. So that's interesting. Uh, Daryl Henderson, he's still dealing with that minor. It's just worth noting the minor thumb thing that's going on. They they made a trade, so they're concerned about it. They go they go out and said, "Let's get Sony Michelle. Let's give up more draft picks for the future because we don't like draft picks." Which <laughs> at some point, my goodness, I mean, you're not adding any youth to this roster. A few injuries, their season can flip upside sure. down. Real let me, let me throw this at you with the Rams because we, we've yeah. discussed this a little bit, but I, I don't know if I've ever thrown at you this way. I, I, I can't remember the name of the player now. There was a player on some podcast or show I was listening to recently mm-hmm. who said the perception of Matt Stafford in the media and fans is way different than players. He doesn't see it. Players don't see it like everyone talks about it with Matt Stafford. Wait, wait, what are you saying? You're saying the players don't buy into him? This, really? Uh, I forget the ex player on a podcast might have been a cowherd podcast, someone, right? Ex player on a podcast. And he was saying players don't talk about Matt Stafford the way media and fans talk about Matthew Stafford. So let me ask you this How much of a difference does it actually tangibly win total on the field make? I, I, I like golf, but I will acknowledge Stafford's a more talented quarterback. He's a better quarterback. Because everyone seems to think it's going to make a gigantic difference. They won a mm-hmm. lot of games with, with Jared Goff, a lot. Yeah. Uh, the golf with McVeigh, right? Like McVeigh yes. in his ear. That's what right. the upgrade from golf with McVeigh to Stafford with McVeigh. How much? I don't think it's as much as people believe it is. As some I people, agree. yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And now we're also our defensive court is another team. The top two teams in this division both lost their stud defensive coordinators. So Brandon Staley is gone, and bringing in Raheem Morris. Morris. He has some pedigree. He's done this before. So I believe in him, but it's another, it's more change. They they didn't do anything to this roster. It was Stafford, and that's about it. Like we people are gonna say Djax because they know the name. He's a fourth receiver on this roster. He's pretty much uh, a nothing as far as I'm concerned. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm not buying into this hype. I think the MVP numbers for Stafford have gotten way out of hand for him to be 14 to 1 in that range. I think it's lunacy. He's not going to have all these 300-yard games like a lot of people expect. And I don't think he's going to be unleashed. So they're going to win with that defense, not so much uh, the, the Rams' offense and what McVay is able to dial up. So I have a tough time betting the Rams anyway. Um, we talked about San Francisco a couple minutes ago. Easiest schedule. Uh, soft start for them. Healthy now. What do you think about them for best record in the NFL at 12 to one at FanDuel Sportsbook? It's a fun bet. Yeah, I, I could absolutely see it. They had it a couple of years ago. They, they won the, uh, the NFC. They got the Super oh, yeah. Bowl number one seed. So we, we've seen this out of them. So let me, let me throw another Niners bet in there for you. Jimmy Garoppolo, comeback player of the year. 
it's moved. <sighs> this was a, you you would have got a better number six weeks ago. It's thirteen to one this morning. No, not at that number. It was not it was definitely twenty to one. Feel like I I brought it up when uh, one of the weeks you were out, and I, I think I said twenty to one. So it's moved right now. I mean, he's going to start. We know that Lance is now with the finger issue, so it's it's going to be Garoppolo to start the year. I I could see Jimmy having a good year, and we'll see how much Trey Lance plays. And then he well yeah they don't get hurt. They always get hurt. But whenever he plays, they win, and he usually plays pretty well when he's out there. And I I think he could be the comeback player of the year in the NFL. The idea of the comeback player of the year. Um, there's always going to be concern because you don't know how guys are going to uh, respond to the injury, if they're going to be ready at the start of the season. I think we've learned that you don't need to give a full season to be the comeback player of the year, right? Like Alex Smith, I, I know we had the E60 and all that, but he was he out there? Did he play half the games? Maybe a little bit oh, more than less, half? I think less, maybe less. Yeah, yeah. And I know games, yeah. And that's an extreme case. I understand. Uh, would you rather bet... Jimmy G at, you said, 13? 13. Same, same odds as Darnold. Uh, would you rather bet Jimmy G at 13 or Jameis at 10? Jimmy G. I'd rather bet Jameis. I think Jameis is going to lose the job. He's Jameis Winston. Really? He's Jameis Winston. I know. You think Sean Payton's going to watch that guy throw interceptions? I don't think. I don't, I don't know. I, we're, I know we're doing the NFC West, but I don't know what to expect from that team. I where are they going to play their games? I have no idea. Nobody knows. They could be out for a month. Like the, the, yeah. way, the way they're talking right now. Quickly on the Cardinals, eight and a half is the number. Over. This feel, <laughs> you feel good about it's a make or break year. I mean, yeah. the, the coach is coaching for his job. Here's why I do like the Cardinals. If Kyler Murray is healthy, they're gonna they're gonna win. I mean, they they were off to a good start last year. He hurt his shoulder. And then it all kind of went downhill and they missed the playoffs. But they were trending towards being a playoff team. Kyler, early November, he throws that Hail Mary against the Bills. And it's like MVP discussion, Kyler Murray. And then it fell off. But, man, he, he was having a heck of a year before he got hurt. They're going to need contributions from the two, uh, top two picks. Zayvon Collins is going to be a starting linebacker for this team. That's the first-round pick. Second-round pick, Rondale Moore. Um, everyone loves this guy. We'll, we'll see what he's able to do in year one in Kingsbury's offense. Kingsbury, the biggest question mark. Uh, the other thing is they have a tough road in the se- what the coaches call the second quarter of the season. Uh, weeks four through nine, four through nine, listen to this. At the Rams, host the Niners, at the Browns, soft game with the Texans, Packers, Niners again. So I've got the, the Niners twice. Rams, Packers, Browns, weeks four through nine. That's rough. It is rough. Uh, It's a tough schedule. Let me give you a prop that I like for Kyler Murray. Over 4150 in the hook, passing yards. He was at 3,900 last year, and he had a banged-up shoulder. He gets an extra game. If he stays healthy, he's flying over this number. Murray will throw for 4,500 yards if he plays 17 games. Uh, One thing I did notice is Kyler Murray – you know, I know he was hobbled for much of the season. We understand that. But on stable stats like layups, planted throws, he was near the bottom of the league in EPA per attempt, like 28th in layups. However, I'm not saying that's bad for him. 
he should take a step. He can be so much better than what we saw. And let's not forget the first month of the season, he was actually involved in the MVP conversation. So I think Kyler's going to be better than what we saw. You would think Kingsbury has to be better. And to go over the win total, all you need is one game above 500, right? Or eight and a half. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good play. Yeah, they should do it. They could be a playoff team this year. BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G on the other side. We'll run a lot of this by our guy, Eric Eager, pro football focus, just a week out from the NFL season. Eric joins us next on BetQL Daily. Three, by the way, they keep dropping, but I'm still going to back the Tigers. They avoid Georgia this season. Now they're bringing Jake Peets back to be the offensive coordinator. He was there working with Joe Brady uh, before he moved on to Carolina in the NFL. They have the best cornerback duo in the country. Uh, Miles Brennan, when he did play last season, man, did they put up some points. We're talking mid-30s, low-40s. That's what you need now in the SEC. Talent across the board. Feels like uh, our, our guy's job is on the line here, so they need a big year. They need to go over eight. That's uh, that's what I'm going to do here. Um, over eight, LSU Tigers, and it starts with the win against the Bruins this week. I like it. All right, so my final pick here. So you got LSU for your final pick. I, I, I'm going to the um, the Big 12 here, for, for and I have a couple teams I was looking at, one under, one over, but I will go with the over. Let's go TCU over seven and a half wins. I've always liked Gary Patterson. I think we mentioned him. And this program and this and this over when we talked about the the Big 12 a few weeks ago, a couple of things stand out to me. One, they have a good roster, but it's 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 not just good. It's it's got a lot of returning starters. They have 18 returning starters from last year. The schedule is very manageable, and they have a bunch of good transfers. There's a metric that you look you can look at with transfers versus returning starters, like returning yeah. production, added production. They're number four in the country in that metric. They've got a lot of players coming back, but a good coach. I think they're going to have a big year in kind of a, a big 12 where there's not that many teams that are really good, right? You have Oklahoma, you have Iowa state. It's not great. Texas might be pretty good, but TCU goes over seven and a half. So my three picks, Washington over eight and a half, Clemson under 11 and a half, TCU over seven and a half. Paul Aspen, what do you so, got? So I've got one picked out, but a couple questions, just looking at some of these teams in the ACC, like a Miami nine and a half. North Carolina, nine and a half. Do you see yourself, you guys, like, wanting the over on either of those? I just feel like that's I, tough. Yeah, I, I had a tough time with that. I considered both of those teams. I was looking at Miami under, but then I just started looking at it. And I'm like, oh. Uh, Minus they, 145. Th- that's, the schedule's so soft in that conference. Yeah. Right. You know, so that That's so, where I had the issue. So we are staying in North Carolina, however. And we're going with North Carolina State. Eight. Over six and a half, minus 105. Is Dave Dorn still there? He is. He is. So, all right, South Florida. By the way, so Reed Wallach told us the other day about laying the 18 against South Florida. He's all over that. Kenny White has it projected as a 34-point line. So Whoa. I might still jump in just Whoa. if you're interested in that sort of thing. But has South, it moved? Uh, to 18 and a half. No, I mean from where, though? Oh, uh, I don't know what it opened at. Okay. But I don't think it's moved in the wrong direction, if you will. Okay, South Florida, Furman, there's two. I won't. Boston College, three. <laughs> Louisville, probably, four. I mean, they're projected to be a 20-point favorite. Louisiana Tech, five. Florida State, eh, maybe. Wake Forest, six. Syracuse, seven. And you got, you know, North Carolina, Florida State. Miami could be a win. Clemson, probably not. Mississippi State, so... 
You got some options. You got some wiggle room. Over six and a half, minus one hundred five. There are wins to be had in that conference. Yeah, there yep. are. You know? so someone's going to jump up and win eight or nine games. And we're going to be like, wait, are they good or are they just were they in the ACC? It's it's a it's kind of that conference issue that it's like, all right, there's one team that really really stands out. I you know just to go back to the, what uh, Paul brought up a second ago, I would go Miami under if I had to take it. I would actually go the under. I mean, they're going to lose to Alabama to start their season. So let's just let's chop one off right there. Correct. Correct. Okay. But where are the other three? I mean, other two. Yeah. You have the schedule in front of you? Yeah. Um, the North Carolina game's in the middle of the season at North Carolina. That's a loss. Yes. I, I'm inclined to think so. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they win. And if they win that game, you're probably losing that bet. I just feel like it's, it, for the last 15 years, fading Miami – is the way to go. Like anytime Miami after a good to, year, yeah, yeah. Anytime Miami's supposed to be good, it's like they just disappoint. This is what they do. This Miami's, it's like they're just not, they're not the program people want them to be. And whenever they get close to that, it's like, oh, everyone jumps on Miami, and I'll, I'll just go the other way. All right, that was fun. College football begins well tomorrow night in earnest. Week one of the mm. college football season. We're just a little over a week from the NFL season. On the other side, win totals, futures, best bets for the NFC West, the best division in football. Joe O, Joe G, this is Beck UL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the Beck UL Network.